royal announcement that is sure to rock the United Kingdom. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex announcing a new Brexit of sorts. Prince Harry and Meghan announcing they're quitting as senior members of the monarchy. This week, Harry and Meghan drop a bombshell. The Queen calls an emergency meeting. The Queen made it clear that she wanted a resolution quickly. And we break it all down in the People cover story. Um, what is going on? Welcome to a very special edition of The Royal Report. I'm your host, Sharon Carpenter. Now, technically, we're on hiatus right now, but after last week's bombshell, we had to call our own emergency summit to break down this week's People cover story. Joining us today, People Senior News Editor Erin Hill. Hi. Erin, how are you doing? Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about, for sure. Now, as everyone knows by now, on Wednesday, January 8th, Harry and Meghan announced on their official Instagram page, Sussex Royal, that they'd be stepping back from senior royal duties, working to become financially independent and balancing their time between the United Kingdom and North America. Erin, let's get started. The stepping back of royal duties, what does that mean exactly? Yeah. Or more importantly, how do you think Harry and Meghan interpret that? Yeah, this is an unprecedented move, so we're kind of all in uncharted territory here. But if you ask Harry and Meghan what this means to them, is they still want to support the Queen, support the Crown, but be able to step outside of the royal family to kind of take on other uh, projects and, and duties and, and work opportunities. Yeah, pretty explosive. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the timing here. This all went down the day before Kate Middleton's birthday. Yeah. Uh, and from what we understand, the Queen, Prince Charles and Prince William uh, actually got a copy of the statement just 10 minutes before it went live. Why was it done this way? Have Harry and Meghan gone rogue? Yeah, I mean, we know from talking to sources and, and close friends that this is not at all how they wanted it to go down. But um, as it turns out, the news was actually leaked to a UK outlet um, before they wanted to go away with it. So they felt sort of pressured into just releasing it. So they sent... Um, you know, word to, to the royal family were going up with this and, and just sent it. I mean, the talks had been going on just, you know, just a couple weeks or days even leading up to the announcement. So it was known within the family, but the fact that they sent the announcement out at that moment, that was a surprise, yeah. Okay, let's move on to the other part of the statement that has everybody talking, that Harry and Meghan intend to work to become financially independent. How do we think they might go about achieving independence? How are they going to earn an income now? We're hearing all sorts of things from book deals to yeah. endorsement deals, maybe going back to acting for Meghan. The world's really that oyster. It's true. They can really go in so many directions, and I think we'll see them do just that. I think we'll first see them start out with their foundation, Sussex Royal, and really take that to brand new levels in terms of partnerships who they work with, what charities they want to um, shine a light on. But then personally, I mean, we even saw this summer, we just seen that video going around of, of Harry talking um, to to the head of Disney about the fact that Megan does voiceover Either. work. Yeah. And then, you know, 
from there, we can really think about speaking engagements, book deals, um, maybe opportunities with clothing brands. I know, really, um, we could, we'll, we'll see it all. And as far as her going back to acting, I don't necessarily know if we'll see her in front of the camera acting, like coming back for Suits or something <laughs> no, like that. No, next season you of know, Suits maybe happening. Maybe we'll see her behind the camera more, producing things, directing something. I mean, she can really do whatever she wants. Oh, I can see that happening. Yeah. That would be really amazing. Okay, now one phrase we kept hearing was that the Queen wants to resolve this at pace. Then we heard on Saturday she's putting together an emergency meeting uh, to take place on Monday at Sandringham. Mondays yesterday we're taping this on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. uh, now Prince Charles was there, the Queen was there, uh, Prince William and Prince Harry. Mm -hmm. What sort of stakes were they working with and what was the goal here? Yeah, so very high-level meeting with the heads of the family. These are the born royals, the heirs, meeting with Harry uh, to discuss the terms of their arrangement. Of course, Harry went up with his his statement, his announcement, and then the website that came along with it trying to explain a lot of how this would come into place. Now they need to meet to actually talk about how will this go into place and yeah. financially, with security, um, with what role they'll play within the family, what, what deals they can make outside of the family. So a lot of this seems to be discussed right now. Um, the Queen's announcement, you know, just seemed supportive of Harry and Meghan, but it does seem like there's still more details still being ironed out. Yeah, so let's rewind just a little bit. What do you know about what specifically happened at the meeting? How long was it? You mentioned uh, a bit about what was discussed. Let's yeah. get more in, in depth here. Right, so we're at the Queen's country home in Sandringham, and we're hearing that they met in the Long Library, which is kind of a somber room. So we're kind of picturing this sort of, like, drafty, dark room, right? <laughs> the heirs and the monarch Cold, in there. Cold, the chill. A bit. And um, we know that there was a storm brewing outside, one of the first big storms in the U.K., and so we're kind of setting the scene there, right? And yeah. then we know the talks lasted for a about 90 minutes, which isn't very long to work out something like this. Um, so it, it seemed like it was probably calm um, and they knew what they needed to discuss and really it was a chance for them to all get in the same room. They hadn't really been in the same room since Remembrance Day weekend back in November. A lot of these messages and conversations were happening over emails or phone. So to kind of be in one room around one table and kind of hash it out face to face. Was there tension? It seems like it was calm. It was the Queen wanting to support Harry and Meghan in, in, in this decision. I mean, it's clear it's not the outcome she wanted. She wants them to be full-time working royals, but since they've expressed that they want to establish their own um, you know, opportunities outside the family, she's doing the best she can in supporting them. Yeah, and she, after the meeting, uh, the Queen herself released a statement uh, which basically said they need more time. Uh, here's part of it. These are complex matters for my family to resolve and there is some work to be done, but I have asked for final decisions to be reached in the coming days at pace, uh, of course. <laughs> so it sort of sounds like, okay, stand by, this is not easy, we're working right. on and it. it's understandable. We're talking about really um, complex, sensitive issues like security, like financial, um, you know, issues. So it's going to take more than just a 90-minute uh, meeting with the family to discuss that, but we did learn that they have agreed um, for during this kind of moment of transition, period of transition, for Harry and Meghan to stay in Canada and the UK. So they'll be bouncing back and forth between the two places during this period of transition. How long that'll last? And will it take months for something like this to be totally sorted out or weeks? I mean, they're moving pretty fast. So intriguing.
Great reporting. Thank you so much, Erin. We really appreciate you being here. Okay, we need to take a quick break, but we'll be coming right back with People Senior Royals editor, Michelle Torber. Welcome back to the special People cover story edition of The Royal Report. Joining me now is the woman who wrote the cover story, uh, People Senior Royals editor, Michelle Torber, is with us. Michelle, how are you? I'm a little sleep deprived, but I'm great. Thanks, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> you made it through. Now, Michelle, one of the reasons this is such a huge story, of course, is that this kind of stepping back from royal duties is completely unprecedented. All the other cases that come to mind, Edward's abdication, Diana's post-divorce status, and Prince Andrew's recent scandal, all very different, because in this case, the desire to step back is coming from Harry and Meghan themselves, rather than them being forced to step back. So, Michelle, how do we get here? Exactly. That's a really big distinction. You know, the difference between dismissal and, um, you know, willingly wanting to step away, as Megan and Harry put it. And, um, you know, we as people have been following this story for months. And certainly there were a lot of signals that things were rapidly deteriorating um, within the family. And, of course, we knew that the tensions between uh, William and Harry have been mounting for quite some time. And we knew that Meghan and Harry felt very excluded in general from kind of the, um, the, the, the inner workings of the family, the, the, the supportive core of the family. Now, this announcement came last Wednesday. What can you tell us about the immediate response within Buckingham Palace? Well, what I think uh, stopped so many people in their tracks was, A, the announcement, and then, B, the subsequent um, sort of statement that, that dropped right after from none other than Queen Elizabeth herself, saying, essentially, um, what's happening? I'm caught off guard. Um, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but that was really the gist, and we don't ever... Of, of her majesty caught off guard. Right? We were That's caught off guard. Really she was caught off guard. Yes, they were. They, the, the queen herself was, our understanding is that she was only informed, um, shown the statement, I should say, 10 minutes before it went public yes. around the world. So um, that's pretty shocking. Um, we also understand that the queen requested, okay, so they had had talks, right? This wasn't completely out of the blue. The family had had talks, but they were fairly preliminary, certainly in the queen's view and in Prince Charles' view. And our understanding is that the queen told Harry, her grandson, you need to talk about this with your father. We need more, more of this worked out. We need more details before you take this public. And then when the news leaked that they were considering this move, that, that leak happened a, uh, two days prior to the announcement, um, we're told that Harry, uh, Harry's own friend, Tom Bradby, the, journal, the um, ITV journalist, said Harry felt then that all bets were off. Now, of course, one phrase from Harry and Meghan's announcement that caught everyone's attention was their intention to begin working to become financially independent, which naturally got everyone speculating. Michelle, what do we actually know about their personal finances as they stand right now? Yeah, that's such a, just a fascinating part of all of this. Um, as you said, it, it took us by surprise that they even went as far as, you know, sharing some of the details of this plan. Um, they suggested that they would, they said they were going to, they were going to cut ties with the Queen's Sovereign Grant, which is, um, right now they said 5% of their income, it's taxpayer funded. Obviously, as you know, in the UK, 
um, the taxpayer dollars are, are very much tied in to the monarchy, creating oftentimes you know some ill will between um, the, the British public and, um, and and the royals. In this case, we know, for example, there was already bitterness over how many um, how much you know the taxpayer had helped fund Meghan and I'm sorry, yeah, Meghan and Harry's um, Frogmore refurbishments on their new home. So already they had taken up some of that money, and they were very quick to say we're not going to be taking that anymore. However, um, we know that um, the Duchy of Cornwall um, fund, which is um, money that goes to the Prince of Wales, um, that will likely continue to be part of their income. And it helps to fund everything from their wardrobe they wear on official engagements to some of their official travel expenses, those kinds of things. And then you can't just count their own personal wealth. Um, Megan came into the marriage with an estimated $5 million uh, from her work as an actress. Um, and Harry is um, thought to have between uh, a net worth between 25 and 40 million. Um, it's kind of a hard thing to get a, a real grip on. Um, and um, we think we, it's reported that uh, William and Harry received about six million from their dad last year. Wow. What do you think they might be planning to do to make more money in the future? So many options yeah, out there, opportunities. So many, so many. I mean, it's really endless when you think about it. Um, uh, uh, many people jumped into immediately thinking, well, can you imagine what a best-selling book they could write? You know, especially if they were to write some kind of a, not necessarily a kiss and tell, but a, what it's really like behind the palace wall. Wow. I mean, everyone would, would clearly want to read that. <laughs> um, they could do a speaking tour. People were suggesting, you know, someone said podcast. I don't know if that's up their alley. A um, podcast. I think, I think, yeah. I think what we'll see, talk show, yeah, I think what we'll see in the more... Um, in the near term is because we already know this is happening. You know, they applied for trademarks for a lot of trademarks and patents on um, Sussex Royal branded items. By the way, that's something that we, we see from other royals. That's not unique to Meghan and Harry. But I think you can expect the brand of Sussex Royal to be um, cultivated. Now, another question that's got everyone speculating is where they might live. Their initial announcement referenced North America, but the Queen's recent statement seems to narrow that down to Canada. What can you tell us about where they might call home? Yeah, so right now the focus is on Vancouver Island, and that's because that's where they've been for the past um, six weeks. Um, Archie, Harry, and Meghan have been in this private mansion, lakefront mansion, um, and it's, you know, very wood wooded. You know, they've been taking hikes. Um, very serene, um, lots of organic food shops. Um, so that's one place that seems like it could be certainly, um, you know, have, have a lot of appeal for them as a young family. Um, other options are Toronto, which of course is where Megan lived for um, more than six years while she filmed Suits. So that's really kind of her adopted hometown. Um, she knows it inside and out. Um, her best friend, Jessica, well, one of her closest friends, Jessica Mulroney um, lives in um, Toronto, so that could be a place she'd want to, um, you know, or family would want to maybe have um, have a home base. And then we've also heard from um, a, from a source that they would love to also have a place in Southern California. Um, obviously, Megan is a native Los Angelino. She was born and raised in Los Angeles. Her mom, Doria, still lives there. Um, they may be, we heard they may be um, interested in some place like Malibu, which would put them near LA, but give them, you know, more privacy and, um, you know, the, the, again, the nature um, that they're seeking as they raise our team. Much warmer out there as well than Canada. Yeah. <laughs> now, clearly still a lot to be decided. What happens next, Michelle?
Boy, it's going to be interesting to watch. There is indeed a lot to be decided. And the queen herself said in, in her second statement after the summit, you know, uh, I, I would like this to be ironed out quickly. Um, again, paraphrase. Um, but <laughs> I think that um, we're not going to get the full details of the plan. And some of them will, some of those details are going to reveal themselves in time. What we do know is that um, on, on both sides, and, and we heard a lot in our cover story reporting, on the, on the royal family side, yes, there's a lot of pain, hurt, anger, but there is a very keen desire, a firm determination, one of our sources said, to heal things. Um, because ultimately, it's in the best interest, not only of the British public, the institution of the monarchy, but of the family. Um, and I think, I think eventually we will see a, a public um, coming together.